Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street, this is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Comets Insider on ESPN Utica, Rome, live from Swifties on Genesee Street in downtown Utica, brought to you by Bud Light, Dilly Dilly Scoop, and the Slocum Dixon Medical Group. We are welcome tonight on Mike 3 by the voice of the Adirondack Bank Center. Once again, two weeks in a row, Tom Coyne is, wow. Tom, Tom is with us, looking good. He's the only one with a tie on, so somebody had to class up the joint a little bit for us. I, I, uh, when, when we're out at an establishment like this, always want to look uh, presenting. Not that you guys aren't. I mean, you guys are both equipped in Comets gear. So we're repping the colors. Swifties, 24 different craft beers. Scoop, of course, they they can cater. They've got the, the kitchens open. The food's fantastic. They do the shuttle, right? Did I cover everything? Uh, I'm enjoying a Saranac Pale Ale. There are a, a plethora of beer selections. An abundance of alcoholic yes. beverages for you to wet your whistle. Yeah, so we're here every single Monday. And it was weird because it's President's Day, and it's not often on 94.9 KROC where you hear me for me to not be on from 3 o'clock on because there's a matinee game. That's one of the things I love about President's Day is because I remember for many years now, the NBA has early games. A lot of different leagues have, have an early game, the NHL, uh, and we got the AHL today with an early game. And it's kind of fun. It's, it was kind of like Olympic hockey in the morning last week. There's a you li- know there's it, Olympic hockey on right now it, somewhere, it, but it, I don't it's know. It's kind of cool. I, I like hockey at weird times, and it's kind of nice to break up the work day. I, I enjoyed it today. How about the women's U.S. women's team with Cameronisi's uh, sister on that club and, they, and, and playing big? And they're going for the gold against the Canadians, aren't they? Yeah, playing big. And then Team USA plays Slovakia again, who we already... Milos Bubela, who was, a, a, for a very short stint, a member of the Comets. One of my favorite names to announce. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sanguinetti, Bobby Sanguinetti is on Team USA, yep. obviously. There is one other. The name slips me off the top of my head. Oh, uh, Billings. Chad Billings. Chad Billings, defenseman. Thank you very much. That's why we've got him here. Pay him the big bucks and put him in a tie. There you go. So... Uh, since the last time we gave you a Comets Insider, uh, Reed Boucher has come back down from Vancouver. Obviously, he picked up a goal today in the game against Belleville, which we're about to get to. We signed Matthew Schneider, who did about 55 games with a crunch last year. He was with them through their entire Calder Cup run that they did lose, which makes Scoop very happy. Uh, also, <laughs> I, I still enjoy it. <laughs> I threw it in for you. Uh, la- last week, we had the win against Belleville 3-1 to on Friday, the Scranton, uh, Scranton-Wilkesbury game 5-4 to on Saturday, and then obviously here we are today with a matinee 5-4 win against the Belleville well, Senators. We, you know, to give the Crunchies their credit, they did have that 3-2 win Wednesday night on Valentine's Day when uh, there was a lot of penalties. At one point in time, Tom here, you know, I, I thought he might still be reading the penalties today. You know, that was, it was like forty-five seconds. You re- you read a list of penalties. In that, that game. Yeah, that was that was really old time. <laughs> in the first go of of the AHL with the Devils, mm-hmm. it was not unusual to have multiple altercations at the same stoppage. Oh, absolutely. And there's a protocol for off-ice officials, which. Believe it or not, the, the PA announcer is regarded in the NHL and the AHL as an off-ice official. So that when something like that happens, the two guys that are uh, running the penalty boxes, their job is to watch the bench right across from them to make sure no one comes off the bench. Because okay. if anyone comes off the bench, 
that's an automatic game misconduct. The other guys in there start have to mark down what the pair-ups are. So I'm watching this thing, and they're going at it. There was three fights at there one point There were three time. fights at one point, although technically we only called two of them, or they only called two of them. Who saw the third one? Well, if they, if they had called it a fight, those two guys would have been gone. Yeah. So, um, and then finally, we, I remembered, oh, my God, it's been that long since we've had something like this. And I started writing down what the matchups were. It had been so long since we had something of, of, of that scale that we had forgotten what the protocol was. You don't see old-time hockey anymore like no, that. No, you don't. That, even though we lost, that was an immensely entertaining game. I also wanted to get your thoughts on there was a moment in the game where the ref holds back Joseph Labate from from getting involved. He wanted to go at a guy, and, and that resulted literally in four other guys, two from each team, fighting because yeah. because he was not allowed to take care of it. You know, and I kind of thought, all right, well, Labate would just go out there and fight the guy, and that would be it. And it almost seemed to me that it escalated the whole issue. Yeah, I don't think that, though... There was really an opportunity for the officials on the ice to be able to to weigh up what the sentiments were. You know, you you was, actually get a feeling you could you can sense when stuff is a brewing. Um, and I don't think that they really had that sense that that there was an eruption about to take place. Otherwise, they would have. You know, they'll you know let him go, let him uh, get it out of his system and. And we'll drop the puck afterwards. I was sitting behind the bench, and there was some John going on before that. Oh, there was a lot, and they, they were, were they were not happy with one. Yeah, another. they were they were talking they were talking very early on um, in the well, first period. Well, you got that two nothing lead yep. on, on two shots in that game, and the, the comments kind of woke up, and and then they, it arrived at a point in the second period where I thought both those teams wanted to kill each other. Yeah, and. Um, there, there was not a lot of carryover in the in the bench because often uh, you will get that, and and you'll have uh, two guys that will go in the box, and there there's quite a distance, and and there's glass in between them, but that doesn't stop them from jawing, and um, there wasn't an awful lot of that despite the fact that there was standing room only in the penalty box. Comets Insider here at Swifties on Genesee Street on ESPN Utica Rome. Tom Coyne and Scoop are having a chat about the game against the Crunch the other day and all those penalties and seven rounds of a shootout. Insane. And Anthony Sorelli, former Erie Otter for the Crunch. You know, I was a little worried when he got a, a chance to to take that shot against Thatcher Demko, but he didn't. He didn't put it home. And what was there? Seven rounds? Six seven rounds, rounds? Seven rounds? Seven rounds? Yeah. And it was. It was just like one after the other. I mean, the goaltending was pretty good in that game. Right? The goaltending was pretty good. There were a couple of. T- I mean, you you when you get down to that point, your your real sniper. First of all, our real snipers were in the NHL. So yeah, <laughs> still are other than Boucher. Yeah, uh, so it, it wasn't as though there was. Uh, we, um, we had Chapu though. I thought Chapu, I thought Chapu was going to end it. Yeah, so too did I, but um, just didn't spring it. And it seemed like too, like Syracuse was trying almost the TJ Oshie method there, like when they were trying to score in those shootouts. Like they're just kind of lollyg. The first couple of times they took, maybe three times. Yeah, they just kind of lollygagged their way up there and tried to lull Thatcher to sleep. Demko is. Uh, I saw somebody po- post uh, the other day that they thought Demko they liked Demko better than uh, Markison, and since 
I don't believe that Marky's listening. Um, I'll I'll agree with him. Um, I think that he does. Uh, 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 he is as athletic. Mm-hmm. He presents as large an obstacle, mm-hmm. and he controls his rebounds better than Marky. I would agree with that, and uh, and and that's the reason why I could see where. But I'll, I'll tell you this: I still think that the kid's only about two years away. Um, there's so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you a quote a little bit later in the program tonight when we get into block three a little after seven thirty. Okay. I'm gonna save it for now where there are some members of the Vancouver media, perhaps based on conversations with a certain general manager of the Utica Comets, that might disagree with you and say it's a little bit sooner than that. It won't be this year, but don't count on him. I think he's going to get a taste. You, well, I'll tell you year. this. The, the, I, I haven't heard the comments. I'll get it, I'll get it out so, for you. But the only place that I could see where that might be might potentially be happening, in it, and it's lurking on the horizon. I know what you're going to say. Okay, the well, trade deadline. Indeed, if if yes. if um, that was the caveat to the quote when we get to it. So, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if Benning packages somebody that includes one of his two guys up there now, you got it. Um, then yeah, indeed, you could you could accelerate that timeline for uh, I don't know if it would be the right thing to do for Dam- for the sake of Demko. They want him to play in the AHL playoffs. That's also part of it. Nilsson is not a, a Travis Green favorite. Uh, I think some of that has to do with conditioning and they have said point blank we are going to look to move him. So yeah. that would be the reason he does get called up. Otherwise they want him to stay the course and play regularly and be the number one guy down here and get that playoff experience because you're not looking at that. No. In Vancouver. So, courtesy of Bud Light and Slocum Dixon Medical Group, once again, Comets Insider down here live at Swifties, Tom Coin, Scoop, and Rain with ESPN Utica Rome. Let's uh, focus on the game today. McEwen scored. Uh, of course, Reed Boucher just tied Archie with number 23. That's the single season record. There's obviously still quite a bit of season to go. Yep. You brought up Tony Cameronesi. He picked one up today. Uh, Cole Castles, who had, he was hot for a while, cooled off. He's gotten hot again. He's on a point streak again. He picked up an assist. Uh, then you look farther down. Uh, Wacy Hamilton grabbed one, and Dave Derzinski scored today too. And then they kind of chipped away a few garbage time goals, but it seemed the Comets had the game in hand pretty we much. We tied the record for the AHL streak for consecutive games with a point at 16 today. That is correct. 16 straight games. It's it's remarkable. Uh, Tom, when you first got here, you were... You would mention that to me. You're like, I, I can't believe this team's doing this. Yeah, it's amazing. It, and I said to you, it's a testament to Trent Cull. And I don't know what else you could give. I mean, you have to give credit to Ryan Johnson. You have to give credit to, to Cull more than anything. Because Jason he, King. And they're crafting this within that locker room. And they have bought in. We were joking about Herb Brooks in, in 1980 in the Miracle on Ice, how they bought in to what he was selling. They've done that here with Cull. And that's why they're winning, I think. And even in, if you go back to the first season here, uh, when the Comets got off to such a difficult start, and um, Green was saying, Travis Green, the head coach, was saying, "Listen, this is a this is a process," and uh, and they bought in on it, and and they just missed the playoffs, and then the next year they're in the finals, and uh, and it is it it really. The common denominator there all throughout this process from the beginning of the season to right now is Trent Cull. There's so many different roster changes. There's no other way to look at it. And um, we didn't we don't you know, we didn't know all that much about this guy coming in beyond his his work in in Syracuse. And um, there is no question that he is he's 
the major factor. Uh, granted, you know, Johnson, uh, Patty Conacher done a great job in finding and assessing talent and, and bringing them in and making them fit. But it's Cull's system that is working on the ice and is getting the results that we're getting. And I, I want to direct things to Scoop because yesterday Scoop joined me on this station on the Sportsilla show, which is on at 11 a.m. And we talked to Juliana and Craig McEwen, which is Zach McEwen's parents. And Scoop, Scoop is in agreement with me. Scoop brought this up yesterday. Fact of the matter is, with all the guys that are up in Vancouver, uh, Zach McEwen for a stretch year has been the guy in his production, in his rookie year, and how much he's developed. He's a key guy with the success of this team. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I think he had an assist again. He had a goal today. He had a goal today. We've got uh, we've got clip four lined up with Matt Page back in the studio. As soon as you finish your thought, he's going to share that talking about Trent Cole and how how he has crafted this team with his mom. Excuse me. Zach's mom and dad talking about that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're obviously very proud of their son, but I thought they gave us a really good window into kind of what they hear from Zach because apparently they talk mm-hmm. after every game. Yep. And he really has blossomed. I mean, 6'4", 6'5". This is a guy that Canucks need. They need a guy with size. Yeah, let's listen to Juliana and Craig McEwen talking about Zach and the team's buy-in to Trent Cull. When you talk to Zach about about the Comets in general, the first thing he'll tell you is how well they all get along. Like, they're all friends. They all play cards together, play Xbox together, go out to eat together. He lives with Thatcher, Demko. Mm-hmm. They get along amazingly. But then when he talks about the coaching staff, he's amazed at how well... Trent Cole can pick out a deficiency in every person's game and get them to work on it. And and he's done it with Zach, too. Zach's learning how to play right wing right now. He's always been a center. Mm-hmm. And and between Cole and King, I think he's learning it pretty well. Yeah, he always says that they they can point out the little things and and really helping him round out his game, which is really great. And they, you know, every one of these players come in uh, to to playing on on this team with having a certain role that they've played before, and it may or may not be the same role that is expected of you every night. But I think the coach really um, gets the whole team to buy into what he what his vision is, and that Zach was all was better when he was having fun on the ice so we've always said to him if you're not having fun it's it's not worth it so they go out there and and you can just tell Uh, I can see another jump in his step even since Molino came back and and I uh, the two of them have been playing good the last couple of games so it's really great to see that they're all friends and they're all buying into what their coach has to say and I gotta tell you from being able to sit behind the bench during that Syracuse game, I was there the second and third period. It, Trent, to me, seems to talk a little more than Travis. Now, I'm not down there every game, but he's constantly, they're constantly talking. And and Jason King as well. They're constantly talking. Hey, you know, and, and it's everybody on the team. And they're all talking to one another. There is such uh, focus and fire, and there's fun. 
You know, they, they are focused. They're they're trying to all get better. They're trying to, you know, do anything they can to get a win, to get that biscuit in the basket. Absolutely. So we've got more of that interview. We've got some more clips. We're going to line those up between now and the end of Comets Insider tonight. We're going to, of course, in case you haven't heard, announce where the All-Star Game is going. It was here this year. Yep. Where is it next year? A very interesting article that we found on Darren Archibald written a little bit earlier today about how he might have a promising future and be spending some serious time with Vancouver because he's exactly what they need. Ben Burnell, who covers the comments for the OD, wrote something along the lines of what we were just discussing in the last portion of this segment uh, in referencing Trent Call and the job that he's done. So we've got that, and we want to talk about this point streak a little bit more. It's Tom Coyne, Scoop, and Rain, Comments Insider on ESPN Utica. Rome. we'll be right back. Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light, Dilly Dilly, 1310, 1350, 1230 a.m. The ESPNUR app, ESPNUR.com, Comets Insider, every Monday night, live from Swifties on Genesee Street. Fantastic food, a great selection of beers, the shuttle to and from the games. Remember that. You can come down here, have a little drink, have a little something to eat before and after, and they shuttle you to the ABC. So uh, we do want to mention, uh, those of you listening to K-Rock today, uh, Andy Zilch wanted to mention that he was having an internet issue in Belleville, and that's why the last couple of minutes of the game uh, were replaced by commercials, essentially. I was a little concerned as I was listening, thinking that he may have been abducted by Spartacus. <laughs> but he, uh, it could have been an attack of the Rogers. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you can you can reference his Twitter, Andy underscore Zilch. He, he put that out there, wanted everybody to know this is not K-Rock's fault. This was something to do with their Internet and then their Wi-Fi, which is necessary with technology today in order to transmit and broadcast the games. So please don't come at K-Rock, which is fantastic for me because I don't want to I don't want to take the heat for that either. But unfortunately, Belleville's got to get their Internet act together, I suppose. Have you ever been up? Uh, and you get up to like Alex Bay, and your cell phone starts yes. switching between yeah. Rogers and between whatever Canada your car- and, carrier is, and you're like, turn it off. I don't get those roaming charges. You know, if they're going to grab you, at least deliver with some decent uh, quality broadband, yeah. for heaven's sake. Yeah, absolutely right. So. We've got a lot more audio from the interview we did with Zach McEwen's parents. I love them. God, you know. They were down for a game, and they went to Syracuse as well. That's all in the interview if you want to hear it. The full thing is at ESPN Sportzilla if you want to jump on Twitter or uh, the Sportzilla show on Facebook. You can hear the whole thing. That's the only part that I've heard, but I would think that just based off of that, because what you've got there are two intelligent hockey people. Um, I've been a hockey dad for over a decade. And have come across more than my share of hockey moms and dads. And some hockey moms and dads couldn't tell you which end of the skates you lace. And the, But these guys here are, uh, have got the game pretty well figured out. It's like I told you. On the, and off the ice. Well, it's like I told you off the air right after segment number one. Uh, Zach's mom said basically, well, yeah, we love hockey. We're Canadian. Canadian. And, and, I mean, <laughs> it's right in there. But we've got a bunch of different uh, thought, or different clips from them on their thoughts on a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, if you want to know what they think about the Syracuse Crunch, the biggest rivalry, we've got their thoughts on that. And this, they watch, by the way, every single game, every Utica Comets game on AHL Live without... And- and Zach talks to him after every game and has, a, you know, they, they go back and forth and his dad has some advice for him. And yep. they talk about, you know, what could have been better, what uh, what happened. She said uh, his mother, Juliana, said basically 
he calls after every game. They expect it, and they know what's going to happen. And she's like, oh, Zach, you did good. And then Dad's like, all right, now let me tell you what I, <laughs> yeah. what you really did wrong. Um, I'll tell you one thing about Zach McEwen, and, and that is that um, – you watch. There's always a progression from the beginning of the season until as you get to the end of the season. Agreed. And um, and it happens at almost any level. Here we're talking about hockey moms and dads. Mm-hmm. I've often told people, you watch even if your kid is a mite, okay, and you watch at the beginning when you throw a puck on the ice and it's like a magnet and all the other, you know, wood filings just attract to it. And then by the end of the season, they're passing the puck. They're making plays. They're going to places without the puck so that they can get a pass. The progression is just incredible. Granted, at this level, they're well advanced beyond that. But watching guys like Zach McEwen in his eyes, end of a play, whistle blows, offside, whatever it may be, icing, and he would be looking around trying to figure out where the hell he was supposed to be next and what was going to happen next. You watch him now. When a play ends, he's right to where he, he, he's just lining right up. He's he's checking not what else is going on on the ice, but where his teammates are so that if something happens on the draw, where he's got to go. It, it, it's, it's a world of difference in his game and in his confidence as a professional hockey player, and that's, that's a pretty quick uh, learn, a pretty quick learn. To your point, Tom, it, it's not just – the work that he's obviously doing with Color King, the coaching staff, this year from the beginning of this year to where we stand now, but it's the off-season work ethic, which is a perfect time to have uh, Matt Page back in the studio. Fire clip three for us. This is where Zach talks. Zach's parents talk about his work ethic even before this season, his rookie season started. Go ahead, Matt. Yes, well, something with Zach is that he always had a very, very strong work ethic, and he he just loves the game so much that even as as a kid, we could never get him off the ice. It seemed he he played he played in his regular teams, but he was always either on a pond or playing on a backyard rink, just shooting pucks and stick handling and and doing all of that extra work. And then we we noticed too as he got older, he's he was always very coachable. The coaches always told us that that. Whenever they told him he need, something he needed to work on, he, he really took that to heart. And he'd always say after every game we'd go to, he'd always ask me, well, how did I play mom? And, and I'd always say he played great and was very supportive. But then he'd say to his dad, so, Dad, how did I really play? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's the quote we were talking uh, about. Blake Price with TSN. Obviously, they broadcast the games in Vancouver, Vancouver Canucks games. Uh, he was quoted as talking about Zach McEwen, who's 6'4", 211 pounds, by the way. The Canucks don't need necessarily to trade for size when they have this kind of under-the-radar free agent signing in Zach McEwen. Yeah. Develop him right, and you're probably going to... You have that. He has an NHL career based on what he's doing. If he has grown this much in his game this fast and he's this young, the future is bright for Zach McEwen. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the other things that his mother and father were talking about earlier 
is his also his versatility on the front line. Sure, you know he's been center. Now he's a, he's a, uh, acquiring the skills on the wing uh, and doing a pretty good job at it too. I mean, he had a goal and an assist today, um, and he's not afraid to mix it up. No, he'll he he'll he'll bay. I'll tell you, he delivers some of the harder. Uh, checks into into the glass right in front of me, and um, he was hitting everybody the other day. Yeah, you know that's that's Archie's game. Exactly right. You know that's Archie's game. And second point, if you if you follow a little further along with some of the storylines in Vancouver media today, Darren Archibald is another one. The exact type of player we have uh, an article was thehockeywriters dot com. I'm glad you brought him up where they basically, in Vancouver media, are recognizing it's taken a while. Maybe it should have happened sooner, but now you have the coach in place in Travis Green with Darren Archibald, who I, I guess developed him, redeveloped him, because he had a taste of the NHL, and then it was four yep. years. Now Darren's back up there. This is the type of guy you want. You know, a lot, a lot of times they're going quick and fast up front, but if you got a guy that's quick, fast, strong, physical, can drop the gloves if he needs to, and score a goal, maybe there's going to be a little bit more of that scoop. And maybe people aren't taking liberties with Brock Besser like they uh, have done this season. And maybe they're a little less likely to take any liberties, which is important. you got to keep your your stars healthy, and he's going to be good for it, that. Archie's not a pure cop. Um, and he's, he's, last season particularly, you could see that, and you talk about off-season work ethic, we didn't necessarily see that season one season two but last season he went to work in the off season and came back with an extra step that provided opportunities on breakaways coming in off the wing uh a couple of shorties that he got was pure speed he's always had decent hands he has worked on his skating exactly. especially in traffic yeah and and you you bring that worth that uh, work ethic up to the top um and then you have a kid like this, McEwen. Everybody, you may not necessarily need a Ty Domi, but everybody needs a good, tough, physical guy who's going to go into the corner, who's going to bang around. And if that guy can also get you 15 goals, you're you're in good shape. And I think uh, Archie and, and McEwen are two guys that are capable of doing that at the NHL level. I also thought watching that game against Syracuse last week, uh, you know, Cole Castle's kind of, I think he had the first fight of the whole game, you know, and I was struck by how his teammates reacted to him. He came out of that penalty box and came back to the bench and they were all tapping their sticks. They're all talking to him. They really like him. You know, he's, he's a great teammate and they all really like one another. They do. I, I think this team is really together right now, and they're really focused. And, you know, there's constant talking on the bench about how we could have done this better, or what we need to do next, or and just a lot of communication. And, and I was down there previously when Travis Green was behind the bench. Travis just seemed a little quieter to me. You know, he talked, but... I, I didn't notice as much conversation. I Granted, I got a limited sa- sample size, but I was really impressed. Scoop, to your point, if you remember yesterday when we were talking to Zach McCune's parents, they basically said that because referencing again the fact that he calls them after every game, he has expressed to his parents, this team gets along. Everybody likes each other. I don't know if you recall that, that portion of the interview. I think it's in clip number five. Let's give that a listen back in the studio. Uh, we talked to Juliana and Craig McHugh and Zach McHugh of the Comets' parents yesterday on the Sportzilla Show. Let's play that for everybody now. 
Well, for me, I think that um, the the PTOs on this team deserve a lot of credit mm-hmm. and, and the coaching staff finding them. But also um, with the injuries and with the call-ups, the, uh, the rookies and the younger guys like Zach have gotten an opportunity to probably play extra minutes and play up the lines and and that was something that Zach has always been been great at is taking advantage of opportunities that were given to him. So I think all of those guys are doing that, and, and that's all contributing to the success. And, of course, a call has a, has a vision, and he gets them to stick to that each night no matter who's in the lineup. So it's, it's very exciting to watch. I've seen, on, I've seen Zach on not-so-great teams, and I've seen Zach on – great teams and generally I find he does contribute to both it is a lot more fun winning mm-hmm. and winning is a culture and hockey is a game of momentum when you have confidence like you talk to Zach after game we talk to Zach after every game even if they're down two goals they never think they're out of it they never think they're out of it because they well I mean they're on a 15 game point streak they're, they are never out of it when you have goaltending like, like they have with both Bachman and Demko, it's fun to watch. Yeah, Case absolutely. in point, you're down to Wilkesbury, and uh, you know, and you've been down in a couple of games, and they come back. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the Wilkesbury had three goals in that third period. You know, a lot of teams would pack it up and go, "Well, I guess it just isn't our night." But they roar back and win the game. And right now, it, it, they must feel unstoppable. And I think that's what she, exactly what she's alluding to. That's Scoop. Tom Coyne is here. My name is Rain. This is Comets Insider on ESPN Utica. We are live at Swifties, of course, every Monday. Brought to you by Bud Light and the Slocum Dixon Medical Group. We'll come back, and we've got a couple of more clips from our interview with Zach McEwen's parents that we'll get to in our third and fourth segment. And, of course, we've got a TV show that we've got to give a little bit of love to. Uh, we've got to talk once again. The AHL All-Star Game for next year has been announced, and a few other surprises we'll throw you away. That's all next. Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street, it's Comets Insider. From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. They were the ones who got all the scores. And then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. This is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop. Hockey Brothers Scoop here. Stick taps to you. Tom Coyne, the voice of the Adirondack Bank Center, is here. My name is Rain Man. I'm on 94.9 K-Rock normally, where, of course, you heard the Utica Comets beat the Belleville Senators today 5-4, to four, extending this, this point streak to 16 games, which is tied for the record now, Scoop. We got a chance to beat the record Wednesday night in front of a home crowd. Uh, looking at Lehigh Valley, right? And then Lavelle, uh, we're at Lavelle. Or no, 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 Wednesday night, we're at Lehigh Valley. Excuse me, that's an away game at Lavelle on Friday, Saturday at Springfield. And then we return home. We're, we're home, the next three. Did I put those wrong? We're home. We're, yeah. home, we're home against Lehigh Valley. Oh, Lehigh Valley, games? Lavelle, and Springfield. We're home. Yep. Well, then cross the ats off of my little uh, cheat sheet here. Maybe I did that inadvertently. Yeah. You know, in looking at today's score, it was a it was an unusual game from the standpoint that all four goals against the Comets were special team goals, three power plays in the shorty, and this is the best penalty kill one of the best penalty killing teams in the AHL, one of the best um, uh, power play teams 
in the AHL. Second and third, respectively, yeah. You know, so uh, that was that was a little weird. I have a feeling that's something that will be brought up and discussed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling you might be right. Now, we're here every Monday at 7 o'clock at Swifties, <laughs> courtesy of we got to make sure we thank our fine sponsors, Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light. Now, we... We have a little bit more audio from the interview we did yesterday. We've been sharing some clips with you. We talked to Zach McEwen, who has been essential to the sustained success of this team so far this year. His parents are Julian and Craig. They live in Prince Edward Island. We talked to them yesterday. There's a full interview at ESPN SportsZilla or the SportsZilla show on Facebook or Twitter. But we wanted to share a couple more clips. I wanted to actually bring the one onto the air for everybody as far as the rivalry. Everybody knows about the Planet Fitness Galaxy Cup. We're heading into game 10 of 12 this year. Their next matchup, I should say. Uh, We were oh so close to getting that cup. Yeah, we ref... Back here last week, last Wednesday. One more point by the Comets in any of these three remaining games will secure it for the fourth of five seasons. And I'm looking forward to it. It's just a really fun, exciting way to experience your hockey. You, you can definitely tell the fan bases are keyed up, but the players know about this now. And, and the veteran guys that have been here, they reference it. They know. And, and when the fans are into it, then it helps them. It gets their adrenaline pumping a little bit more. So clip number one from Matt Page back in the studio. Even Zach McEwen's parents understand the rivalry. Personally, I think we play them way too much. <laughs> Everybody's getting too um, too uncomfortable with each other for my liking, but it certainly is a great rivalry to watch. Yeah, those are the I, chippy games, yeah. We went to Utica over the holidays, and we saw a game in Utica, which was amazing, and Zach told us, I can't wait till you guys get here and see what this rink is, how loud it is, and what the fans are like, and he was right. It's crazy. And then we drove to Syracuse, and I think there were more Utica fans there. <laughs> it was it was nuts too. It was yeah, they certainly have great fans in Utica. You know, it's uh, I don't understand what exactly the, how it works from a rivalry standpoint when you have guys who don't have the the parochial element of that that rivalry ingrained in them from birth. Uticans and Syracuse natives have that rivalry of 55 miles from, you know, the time that you arrive at at St. Luke's or at Krauss Heinz or whatever it is out in Syracuse. And uh, when you get that going at a professional level, it's like Toronto and Montreal. It's like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Guys who haven't been a part of that all of a sudden put that uniform on and it's like well, it's interesting. Charged. Now that we have uh, so many guys who've been on both sides of that. Yes, now. it's even more interesting. Yeah, it's, but, well, we coach. asked Comrie. Uh, Adam Comrie uh, last, yeah. was it, last week. Matthew Schneider that we just signed to the PTO played 55 regular season games and uh, 22 on their playoff run, something ridiculous like that, whatever it was. Dylan Bluges. Yeah, Dylan Bluges, Cam Darcy. Right. Uh, I mean, there is a familiarity with these guys, and they've become key members. Trent of Cull. Trent Cull. Uh, they've become key members. I mean, it's impressive I, to see what they've done. I'd always take... Corey Connick are back. I got to be honest. With you. Any day of the week, yeah, the, guy, the guy's a beast. He is. He is. He is. But I'll tell you something. It, it goes back to to, uh, to even the first season when when they went out there and you watched the game and the game was being televised on on uh, Time Warner cable at the time and you heard those "Let's Go Comet" cheers 
over the PA announcer and over the play-by-play announcer. And you said, <laughs> wow, we got a game. This is something. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, we got to take another break. We've got one more nice, fat, meaty, juicy hockey segment for you. Scoop is here. My name is Rain. Tom Coyne is here. Courtesy of Bud Light and Slocum Dixon Medical Group. This is Comets Insider on ESPN Utica, Rome. Stick around. Be right back. This is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop, broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. And if you're just tuning in now, we will have this podcasted shortly online so you can hear the rest of the show. We'll be doing that, of course, and it'll be ESPNUR.com. And all this brought to you by Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light. Dilly dilly. I want to talk about Ben Burnell's piece about Trent Cole. I know I saw it last night and shared it, thought it was great. But Adam Comrie floats something out there that you and I, Rain, have talked about. And, you know, if you remember last week, we had Adam Comrie on and he, he said he had called Trent Cole at one point in time a brainiac. That's and right, it, yeah. And he wasn't sure if Trent Cole really appreciated that. But if you read this piece from Ben Burnell, he talks about Trent Cole. He says he's like a chess player. He knows far in advance what's next and how he's going to do it. And then he goes on to say, you could even say he's going to be AHL Coach of the Year. Certainly, where we are right now today, he's in the conversation. I just don't think, and it's not being a homer, and it's not because we're from Utica or we cover the Comets, or this is our, our home team, so of course we're going to support our coach. If you just step back and you look objectively at the league and what's been happening, point blank, I, I don't know any coach that has done more with more adverse circumstances than he has. I, I think if you look objectively at the league, you have to include your own club. And, um, you know, I said this to you before we went on the air. There's almost no reason why this team should be as hot as they are. Yeah, I mean, you you're, know, you're e- pushing on first place right now. Even, even with Boucher back in the lineup, um, he's up, he's down, he's here, he's there. But you also don't have another real big breakout. Look at the look at the team that went to the to the finals. You had uh, Berchi, you had uh, Corey Conacher on that club, and you had um, uh, the captain uh, Cal O'Reilly, who was setting the table for everybody. That's right. And there were some other secondary scoring that you could get off of that team too. That was a team that you could take a look at and said, "This is a really hot, good, strong hockey team." You had. Gr- of Sanguinetti and, and some of the other guys that were back there on the blue line. And we really, our record isn't that different today. And it's not. At the same and, point in the season of that club. And you look at it statistically and you kind of say to yourself, this isn't really the uh, a team that's on par. And yet, what they've done performance-wise is just as good, if maybe not, considering the rest of that league. Uh, and this this is not a, a junky division. you got the Marlies in there. The Crunch are not junk. Um, this is this is not a, a, a weak division division and they're they're a powerhouse i had a quote that i wanted to share from ryan johnson on this current run of this team and by the way it was referenced earlier i believe it was zach McEwen's parents but look at the goalie situation here too with thatcher true but right now with the way that uh, bachman's played his last 10 or 11 games there is no drop-off ryan johnson gm of the comments said on this run we are not the fastest team but we are physical and we wear teams down we have four lines six defensemen and obviously these two stellar goalies right now that are both playing outstanding both goals against average right now under two 36 in the last today. stretch of games 
And Bachman made a couple beauties today. Yeah, there's, and, and you'll see some video online. And he doesn't, it's not, he makes a lot of really good, quiet, subtle plays. The kind of things that really need and could have gotten you in trouble if you didn't play it right. And he's been playing it right in this streak. And good for him. I want you guys to also, I want to throw another name at you guys. Uh, he just finished up with Northeastern. They won the uh, the Bean... Bean Pot. Bean Pot, thank you very much. Adam Goddat is uh, going to be turning pro. Yeah, this, this kid is a fifth rounder, chip on his shoulder. I think we brought him up yesterday on Sportzilla, but there's a good chance, according to some stuff in the Vancouver media, you're probably going to see him in the AHL to develop for a year or so. Yeah. So you want to see some offensive fireworks in a kid that can play. The bigger the game, the bigger he plays has been the quote about him. He's just a guy that steps up to the challenge, rises to the occasion, doesn't let a moment overshadow him. He get, He's at his best under those circumstances. That's so, a description that's been given to Anthony Sorelli of the crunch from his time with the Otters. Absolutely. Uh, we do want to give some love to Tom Coyne and WPNY. Uh, Comets face off Lucas Frankel, Andy Zilch every Thursday at 8.30. iTunes, Google Play, ESPNUR.com, SoundCloud. There's a lot of places you'll get this full podcast. Tom, thank you, Scoop. I'm Rain. Comets Insider, ESPN Utica Rome, live from Swifties every Monday from Slocum Dixon Medical Group and Bud Light Dilly Dilly Go Comets!